Hello there and welcome to the Our Time Film Podcast, where we talk film, TV, games and all that jazz that there's no tomorrow. This week, we're taking a break from Spider-Man, finally, and talking about Hawkeye. My name is Tom, and as always, I'm... Something new to talk about. Yeah, something new. Finally. Yeah. That, that guy hey. we're not talking about another Marvel thing, am I right? Uh, we're going, like, from Marvel to Marvel. But when we're going to talk about something different, we could talk about, um, I don't know, like a show that maybe in the past, or I don't know. Like new, well, but we're doing today, yeah, we got we got we got Matrix next week. Oh yeah, Matrix. We got I can't wait to That's talk about that. I'm gonna see that cool. today. Ooh, oh, are you? You're gonna see it today? Oh, tonight, but yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Wait, have you watched the sequels, man? Uh I know what happens in them. Oh, okay, I'm cool. Like, um <laughs> yeah, I'm probably gonna watch them after Christmas. And hey, m- Merry Christmas to everyone celebrating Christmas. This will come. Oh out yeah, on Merry Day, Christmas, so. happy Hanukkah. Um, whatever you celebrate and all of it. Yeah, just all of it. Happy holidays, all, everyone. All of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, happy holidays, holidays from Marvel yeah. Studios. Did you, right, let, let's use this as a segue into Hawkeye. Did you see the post credit scene at the end of uh, the Hawkeye finale? What is it? Happy yeah. Holidays. Spoiler yeah. alert, everyone. Oh, it, oh, was yeah, an extended, it was an extended sequence from Rogers the Musical. Uh, My God. <laughs> My God. Um, <laughs> I thought there would be, like, this was like, um, the finale was like a longer episode. I thought, oh, yes. Like something big was gonna happen in it. Like, I mean, we got uh spoilers, we got the kingpin. We finally yes. see the kingpin in the MCU finally. Uh, but it, it, this was just an extended musical a version of <laughs> Rogers the musical or something. I wait, was it called that? I don't know. <laughs> and yeah, uh, I it was, was I was a little bit disappointed because I thought, oh, is there gonna be more to the post-credit scene? But yeah, it's like in, would... in, you know, in the other shows, the post credit scenes have always been like, you know, really interesting. Like I, I thought the post credit scene would be Kingpin still alive again. Yeah. Spoilers. Um, spoilers. But, but he's, he might, he might not be dead, but we don't well, know because in number one of rule of fiction, you cannot have someone like, you know, out of like uh, out of shot and just be dead or something. Maybe Kingpin's just chilling out somewhere with his Hawaiian shirt. I mean, I never seen he's, Kingpin. He's with Nick Hawaiian. Fury. He's 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 Nick with Fury. Nick Fury at the end of. I tell you uh, what, yeah. Kingpin, Kingpin with the hat on and his Hawaiian shirt and his long coat and his cane, <laughs> it was beautiful. <laughs> I nearly I nearly wept. I must say. Uh, um, should we go from the? Well, I, there's more to talk about Kingpin actually. Um, but oh, should we? Well, should I mean, we get like, back to? Let's just kind of just talk like. Look, let's not do it like episode to episode. Let's just kind of talk oh, yeah, yeah. through. Yeah. And I just want to say, the best like the uh, Clint. Clint Barton, he's so tired of this shit. What I love so oh, much yeah. about this show is just a man tired, who's yeah. just like the whole time, just like, oh, I just, I don't want to, I don't want to be, I just want to go home, man. <laughs> I just want to go. I want to see my family. What's his family? God family. Damn. But Yelena, just like, oh yeah, there's a great bit on Yelena. We'll get that. Uh, yes. I just loved Hawkeye throughout the, the uh, throughout the show. Like he was just tired, but he just kept on helping uh, Kate Bishop. Uh, throughout the show and uh and this just like took any like many influences from christmas films like you know die hard that you know you yes can tell hey, it was hey like, i watched die hard uh, at the cinema last night oh experience. yeah yeah it was cool uh, it was cool but, but no, uh, yeah, there's great. definitely a lot of influences that kind of thing um mm. i know that everyone's been kind of you know we haven't had a hawkeye film yet but i'm glad that it was a tv show because what the tv shows have allowed you know 
all of them apart from what if they've allowed us ah, an opportunity to mm. <laughs> they've allowed us an opportunity to kind of get into these characters do you know what i mean and, and kind of like develop them as people uh, yes rather than like you know the same amount of in, screen time that in, would be afforded by a film yeah and i feel like that thankfully we have these tv shows to explore about the character and I think I said in the past about characters that are fully developed in the shows are just great. Like we talked about Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Loki about, you know, the huge events that happened afterwards and, you know, what happened, what are like the impacts and, you know, what, what happens afterwards with the aftermath, over oh, the aftermath, really. Uh, but, you know, seeing Hawkeye in this, you know, he, you know, he's been a lot to through a lot of trouble and he wants to change from during the blip, you know, as Ronan, the, the guy, the Samuel guy that just killed him. Yeah. Uh, he didn't kill anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but there was one moment that I really liked uh, was when Hawkeye was on the memorial where the yes. Avengers fought and yes. he took his hearing aid off to turn it off and he was like gathering his, all his thoughts towards Natasha and that was great. That was the perfect example of like, you know, you know, you know, in the past, we didn't get any, any like farewell to uh, Black Widow. No, it, was, it was frustratingly uh, fleeting in, in Endgame. Yeah. Like it was all focused on like Iron Man. I mean, I get why, but come yeah, on. Totally. A- another character just died. You know, a huge, mm. like lovable character. Definitely. Definitely. But, but Hawkeye, this bit was great. You know, he really wanted to give his final thoughts about Natasha and, you know, put it in the past. But, you know. Yeah, de- developing yeah, really... Clint's PTSD cons- yeah. concerning Natasha and, you know, the events of Endgame as a whole. I think that was mm. so strong. The, the, the thing that I think the worst thing about Phase 3, in my opinion, was, you know, in Captain Marvel, in Far From Home, in Ant-Man and the Wasp, they didn't take the opportunity to really develop and explore the ramifications of the snap and the blip but mm. in phase four they do it in one division they do it in in hawkeye they do it in falcon and winter soldier you've not so much in in the others but those three especially you get some really good scenes there was a great scene where yelena uh we get to see the angle of the blip from somebody who is like before and after you get to see yelena kind of going to the toilet yes. and like that was being snapped and then blipping back in and that was that was incredible that was that was like a perfect example you know we saw like different perspectives and that was pretty cool actually you know i mean not the comical version of that in in far from home um oh. wait in, what what film's oh. that sorry what, uh, uh, what, what, what? Talking about? sorry um, i don't i don't <laughs> i just uh i, I saw a white <laughs> slide uh, I saw a white flash and the black and men just I don't know. No way home. <laughs> oh, no way home. at the start, but there oh. we go. <laughs> we yeah, just like... at the same time. Uh, but yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, well, not pretty cool, but like really interesting to see different perspectives. Yeah. Uh, Yelena's view, like she just fully like transported like five years. Well, like stuck in uh, somewhere I don't know, like five years and brought back. That must be like pretty scary, you know, to have that. And that was that was well done. So props to that. So yeah. yeah. And Marvel are using this as a really good like excuse. Like, oh, why didn't Yelena age in like nine years? Ah, she should They're just using that as a perfect excuse. And yeah. that's really cool, fun. You know, yeah. I was worried in episode four when Yelena shows up for the first time. Oh, I was yeah. really worried that it would just be like 
that's it. You know, it's just like, she's just there, you know, for an extended cameo. She just a fight, but no, they, they, they develop her as a character. And I was really happy, yeah. you know, she's yeah. like her reaction to the way Natasha died in the finale. It was really strong and really emotional. Uh, you know, and it, it affirms to me that Black Widow as a film, it's not completely worthless. We've, we've introduced no. a character who might be a bit annoying okay. at some, at some points, but had a genuine connection to Natasha and therefore, you know, going forward, you know, has some interesting opportunities. And Florence Pugh is an incredible actress. Like, you know, if mm. you've seen Little Women, like I feel, or like Midsummer, like she's incredible. Oh, and I hope the oh, MC Midsummer. doesn't waste her. No, oh, I haven't Midsummer. seen Midsummer, so I can't, but I've oh, heard that she's amazing. But I have you, seen Little you're not Women. Gonna be, you're not going to be prepared um, for <laughs> Midsummer. It's, oh, it's, a, it's a very intense film. Anyway, uh, yeah, Florence Pugh. I thought... That whole situation was going to be in future events. I don't know, like when, you know, Madden Hydra says, oh, this guy, he killed Natasha. And then I thought, yeah. oh, that's going to be interesting for a future event. But this was well placed in Hawkeye. You know, it was only, uh, you know, develop her, her character, you know, her relationship between Natasha and how that impacted to that whole show, you know, fighting with, with Clint. So, yeah, I thought that was, you know, a quick, quick and clean and end to that whole conflict to that yeah well you bring up a, a, an interesting point they didn't address valentina at all you know valentina's no. in black widow and she's in falcon Wind soldier and i thought that yelena would be going on a revenge mission but it, it seems that instead it was kate's mum who hired her that's not why i thought yeah, based on black bit, widow that's a bit confusing because we thought you no know, how would that work in the times go though because oh we don't know we don't know we we're not going to into that because then we're going to be here all night just like okay well, this frame by frame we're going to go back into 2023 <laughs> and then we're going to go and see madam Hydra. what what date is on, on her ipad okay that frame 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 it resolution and yeah there you go honestly and, it's interesting because this is set in December 2024 but endgame is set in October 2023 what the fl- <laughs> what was what was Elena doing for a year she was just like, I don't oh, know. damn it. If only I could find this bloody farm. Uh, <laughs> if only if only Hawkeye would go to New York where I could find him very easily. Ah, uh, yes. And December? Oh, yeah. I could not go to New York until next year. People said, oh, New York. Oh, I got to go to New York. But you know, I want to visit I the next Statue of Liberty, which has now been <laughs> destroyed because No Way Home, I, I'm pretty sure No Way Home takes place before Hawkeye. So, yeah. It might, be. yeah, that's, it, I don't know, because that's really hurting me, that, because, you know, at the fight, at the end, you know, like, the Christmas tree fell, I was like, oh, so, where, where is he? Where, where's Spider-Man? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like, really thought Spider-Man was, like, was going to be there. I was, like, sitting there, I was just like, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. <laughs> Crying in the corner, just like, <laughs> you know, you know, Spider-Man wasn't in it, but you know who was in it? Oh, Mephisto. he was in it. <laughs> Mephisto, <laughs> yeah, Mephisto. he was there the whole time. Oh no, Miss Vista was kingpin the whole time. <gasps> no, it, like it, okay, here's, it makes sense for Spider-Man to be in it because obviously he's in New York. He literally swings past it. He clearly lives yeah. close by. However, at the same time, I'm glad that he wasn't in it. At the end of the day, because True. you know, seeing True. seeing Kate and Clint work together, you know, they're back to back and they're firing arrows. Uh, it was a really was really cool. sweet moment. I mean, I mean, like the action in the show. I feel like the choreography is kind of all over the place, but 
but you know it works well enough. Oh but, yeah, you know what this show soars with the archery. Oh my god, oh. the trick arrows yeah, and the impossible shots. There's so much fun. They are some of the coolest moments, and that's like that's, yeah, it's a Hawkeye show. That's what I want. I want stupid like arrows, like the yeah. the the hang, the the hang pin, yeah, arrow. That was so funny. Like <laughs> just getting it like heat. Like yeah, it's just so creative. All these um, different like yeah. trick arrows. It, it, it's that's, so cool. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah, that's one thing that we haven't fully explored about Hawkeye because you know, you know, the MCU he didn't really use a lot of stuff because that would have made him, you know, a lot more cooler. But he was really cool in the Avengers film because he had arrows and just attacked aliens. I mean, he did have trick arrows and that. Yeah, I they guess. weren't they weren't like properly no like all the way to the top. Like if you if you if you if you're on a scale out of ten, this show might be an eight out of ten. An Avengers Assemble might be like a four out of ten in terms of trick arrows, um, mm. and then in, yeah. in 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 Age of Ultron and and Civil War, you know, barely. I guess the only Rest. time in, in in the other films is when Ant Man is on his arrow and he shoots it, and all the arrows like uh, come apart. I guess so. Yeah, I mean, like whatever. I, I I give that Civil War and uh, Age of Ultron. I mean, I guess there are five out of ten those trick arrows. I guess, but Avengers. Well, I don't know what even happened there. It's just a four out of ten. But here in Hawkeye, mm, Arrow Cinema, yeah, you got yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, though, it makes you see Hawkeye in a different light. I always liked Hawkeye. I was never kind of thinking that he was pointless. A lot of people do. But the opening scene of the show with Kate in New York, you know, and she sees the events of Avengers. You know, she sees the incident, um, and you know, like it's kind of like they're showing the relatability of the audience, and like you're seeing it through her eyes seeing these people come together and, and seeing Hawkeye. And it was so cool. Like seeing him like fighting off all the people then jumping off the roof. It was like, it was like, it, like showing it through that childlike perspective was like being a child again, like watching that the first time. Uh, do, do you remember watching? Did you watch the Avengers at cinema? No. All oh, right. Okay. Well, I have to say watching the Avengers assemble in the cinema was something else. It was amazing. And I really, uh, I felt that. I felt like I was a child again. And I feel like that's oh, really yeah. cool. If you think about it, you know, with uh, New York, you know, like Avengers, um, I felt like that New York is like the epicenter of everything that, you know, was yeah. happening. <laughs> New York's the epicenter of the multiverse at this point. Like, why is everything yeah. happening in New York? Like, I'm not complaining. But like, yeah. Snap, Danos' ship coming down to New York in near Doctor Strange's yeah yeah and it's so i mean yeah. let's be honest it is it's so tightly woven together you know every time one of the film goes back to 2012 you know and they do it in endgame they do it in oh Hawkeye. yeah they probably have done it as well since i guess in civil war kind of it was like they, they do it really really well yeah it's it's a bit it's, you know, wait when did avengers come out was it 2012, 2012. yeah yeah 2012 huh, yeah that's crazy because that came out nearly nine years ago. Oh no! Oh no! Oh my God! It's literally oh, ten years ago. As of and next then, May, it's then, ten years ago. Oh, I'm uh, old. Uh, uh, the wait, old man. The, no wait. The Hawkeye show is set in 2024, right? Yes. So this is 12 years, years later. 14 years after. No, 12 okay, years. That, 12 wow. years. Twelve years. Oh, oh, yeah. I, I'm stupid. I'm stupid. Okay, Maths, twelve John. years. Guys. Ignore me. Ignore me. Okay. But yeah, I guess that's a long time to get to New York with you know after the huge alien invasion, um, and then the snap. It's the, it's the, it's the kind of thing that's like <laughs> that was the big the alien invasion was like when the world properly opened up to like the large universe and when yeah. people were kind of encountered. It's kind of like in DC the Black Zero event with in Man of Steel. 
when the Kryptonians, you know, kind of invaded. That was the kind of uh, the op- the eye opening event for the for the world, and that kind of it caused the meta humans, and it caused you know all the events of Batman v Superman and Justice League and all that. Yeah, it's it's all it's it's also cool, you know. Things being tightly woven together and all linking back to each other is it. Yeah, it's it's a simple thing. I mean, I guess it's not actually quite a complex thing, but it it's really it's a simple and efficient way of getting me to be like, oh, this is cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I I I like you know the game back into references as well. I you know I I guess now that I think Endgame is like the starting point for you know going back into the past. If you think about yeah. it, like they're going back to stuff. So like, well, go, I mean, like, beginning of Homecoming, they started oh. in 2012 with uh, Tombs about to like scavenge all the alien tech. Oh yeah, and then they yeah. and they broke the timeline because it then says eight years later, nine years which later, would, which would mean that like that means that it's in 2020, but in 2020 it's the snap. So what? <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, uh, I I guess they meant it four years later. I guess. Yeah, it should have been. It should have been four or five years later. I, but I, they, I don't know what they're thinking. Like they messed it guys, up, guys. You know what number is great to sound? Nine years. But us. Well, but that, they, that, they used to later. have. They used to have a team of people like, who would yes. like make sure that yeah. everything fit into the timeline. But then, as the universe got bigger, I just think they stopped doing that, and therefore they've <laughs> like they messed a lot of things up. The Hawkeye show? Nah. 2023? Nah, it's in 2024, guys. They try to put <laughs> everything in the future. Like, no. Uh, but I respect that because, you know, it's confusing to have that. So, yeah, I like how uh, Hawkeye is set in the, you know, proper time with, you know, with two arrows and, you know, setting after the snap. So, yeah. 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 They're, they're, they're very much embracing a more stupid aspect. You know, like the comedy. I don't hate the comedy in this show, and a lot of times no, it kind of feels you know, organic. And <laughs> there's that lovely contrast between Clint, who's so like he's just done with everything, and and you know, then you got people like Kate and the Larpers, who are a bit more jovial and enthusiastic. It's a very nice contrast. And can I just say, this show was really like, not like to Larpers was really nice. It treats them with with humanity. It doesn't just laugh at them. You know, and their yeah. scenes are like they're not like they're just loads of fun, and and you know maybe they're a little bit of a waste of screen time, but they make them like relevant to the plot, and they make them well-rounded characters. And I have to say, it's weird that the show was so respectful to Larpers, but at the same time, it just spat in the faces of every musical theatre fan by being like, "Ha ha, Rogers the musical is so stupid. Look at this like dumb song," and it was like, "Ugh, yeah." <laughs> um. Oh yeah, and the comedy, uh, the the tracksuits. <laughs> and yeah, the actually, the, uh, the tracksuits. Uh, yeah, they're straight from the comics. The Matt Fraction. Yeah, Hawkeye they're straight run. from the comics. And the I want to read that yeah. now. I, I actually really want to read that run. They just released an omnibus of all of it. Really? Uh, yeah. Oh, it's only shoot. it's only right. it's only like thirty quid as well. So like not that bad. Oh, that's not too um, bad. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, and I'm really like I'm definitely gonna read it after the show because like. You know, it seems like a really interesting premise, and I, I have no doubt that the, the comics are one hundred percent better. But the tracksuits. Can we just talk about the tracksuits for a second? Like, Let's talk about the tracksuits, man. The, the one unexpected thing is that the show referenced a Wes Anderson film, The World Tenenbaums. Yes, because they all look like that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they, they look like their chest Tenenbaum and his kids. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. I love it. Oh my god. I, I I didn't expect that, you know, that's like 
the first proper Wes Anderson film that referenced in the Marvel. Wes Anderson is like, ca- is canon to the MCU. <laughs> oh my God, Wes Anderson! Imagine he would do a film about Hawkeye's trick arrows. I mean, Wes Anderson could do crazy things in the in the superhero yeah. genre, but I don't think that's his vibe, honestly. Um, what what, 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 I, what I enjoyed about the tracksuits is that they weren't bro. just like <laughs> bro. Bro, bro, bro. Is that bro, they I'm weren't sorry, just bro. they weren't just faceless and you know kind of personalityless henchmen. They had they had like their own like little like quirks and they had like a nice banter with each other and bro. they weren't just like complete. <laughs> and they said bro a lot. Uh, what I liked it like you know stuff like when Kate's there and she's like uh, and 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 she starts talking to the guy about about Imagine Dragons. <laughs> Like what? And then like trying to like try and get his girl, uh, trying to get one of the uh, girlfriend. I think yeah, the girlfriend died. Yeah, trying yeah, to get her girlfriend. To yeah. Five and like yeah. oh, um, th- thank you for helping me. And like what with what? And like oh, um, my, my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do a Russian accent. I'm sorry. Um, oh, like, it's alright, John. Not, Maroon, we we can't Maroon all five, do a Florence but, Pugh. We we gotta see Maroon Five. Thank you, Jay. And then just get kicked out and uh yeah, that's a really good oh, joke. God. I really like. Um, yeah, no, I I think that they were fun. Um, yeah, and I think from that, obviously, we're getting a spinoff about Maya, uh, Echo, which I, I think is going to be. And, and I think on yeah, of course, we've got another piece of deaf representation. Like it's yes. just so cool to see. And you know, the whole like revenge plotline with Kingpin is like really really cool. Um, and yeah. you know, sets up her own show. I don't think Kingpin's dead. In the comics, Maya did shoot Kingpin in the head. Kingpin survived. I mean, oh my god! Like, just talk about Kingpin, like, just a little bit more. Okay, like... I think we, I don't think we fully. Well, we can talk about it because we don't want to be like all over the place at one spot. But Kingpin, yeah. it's funny how like I, I started watching a few episodes of uh, Daredevil, and I think I got to see. Did you? I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. What? Oh my god, I love that show so much. Wait, is this recently? Have you started watching it recently? Yeah, 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 yeah. Ah! Where, wait, where are you? Wait, come wait, no, stop. We're not we're no longer talking about Hawkeye. It's all Daredevil now. Where are you? Tell yeah, me. Wait, 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 no, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. Uh just just like season one. Just season one. Oh, season one is a perfect season of television. I hope you enjoy it. And everyone listening, if you liked Kingpin at all, he is nothing in Hawkeye compared to how he is in Daredevil. Oh. That show is immense. And, you know, I'm not going to spoil No Way Home, but if you've watched No Way Home and you liked that thing, uh, watch Daredevil. Dude. It's a great I show. So, I, was, uh, I was so happy seeing that in No Way yeah. Home. Like, yeah. we know what we talked about. Like, you know, like. Yeah. And you can hear our thoughts on all that <laughs> in last week's episode. Ding. Um, Ding. Yeah, like, there it is. I think Kingpin, he was such a powerhouse and he's like an unstoppable force in the action scenes. And like he had oh, yeah. such a presence. Um, like when I was like, a boy. She just shot, like Kate just shot him with an arrow and he just like took it out like it was nothing. And that's like yeah. really, I was really glad they didn't make him like yeah. he looks in the comics, like in Spider-Verse, like huge. Um, but he was and- still like really imposing. Oh, the funny thing is that when I uh, was reading uh, the comments about about Kingpin in the finale, was that the way that he was like shutting the car doors in Daredevil was like aggressively. Oh, and then yeah. and then in Hawkeye, he just like, sh- like completely whipped oh, off yeah. the car door. It's not as, it's not as bad as, as Daredevil, man. In Daredevil, he goes to town with the car door. It's brilliant. Oh. Yeah, I wish he wasn't so unceremoniously removed at the end. Like I, I said, I don't oh, think yeah. he's dead, but still, I think the fact that, that, that you know they got rid of him that quickly 
it kind of took away some of his gravitas as a villain. Yeah, and I felt like that he was still threatening, but like not that yeah. hugely like Avengers level threat type. You know? No, I, I'm glad about that. Apart from Loki, all of the shows they haven't been world ending plots. They have been personal, and you know, like the final episodes of uh, even I guess even of Loki. Oh, the final episodes of Loki and even WandaVision, and I'm very critical of the final episode of WandaVision, but the final episode of all these oh, shows, WandaVision. apart from oh, What If, again, What If can go die in a hole. We, we didn't even cover it on the podcast. That's how bad it was. Um, but yeah, like all, all their finales have been really character driven and they have action in them, but it's all about taking the characters on their next step, you know, and I, I think it works really, really nicely. Yeah, I, I agree. Vincent Nadia, what a performance. Like oh, well, I, I hung on to every single word he said. Like it's just a shame. Like the reveal of Kate's mum being evil, it comes way too late. And why does every single MCU show at this point introduce trying to suspect like, that everyone a is big evil. villain at the end? Like, what's the point? Agatha, power broker, he who like the only one. Like I, I thought Kingpin was great. I thought power broker and Agatha really sucked. But he who remains is the only one who really kind of. Had that force. Uh, yes. Jonathan Majors He's just huge. kind of came and he was chewing the scenery so much and he had so much to say about <laughs> literally, the ideology. And... He was literally. eating an apple. Oh, um... he was. Brilliant. But yeah, yeah, like I don't know why true. they're doing this. Why not just have a villain all the way through? I just don't understand. Yeah, I, I don't know. Are they just leading up to something? Because this is just like the formula now, a formula now right now. It's like, oh, who's, who's the bad guy in one division? Back to formula. Is it me? Is it someone? No, it was Agatha and that song. Don't, it was don't Agatha do it. all along. Do, no, don't do it. <laughs> no, never again. I hate that song <laughs> no. so much, man. Like, um, I, no, I, I, I wanted to maybe file a complaint about saying, why does this song <laughs> exist? <laughs> Kevin. I, I was like, Kevin. no, John. You must not show anger towards the Marvel Corporation and just like... Kevin will come for you. He'll shut you down. Yeah, I swear. No, I'll Kevin Feige. I'll Kevin Feige and, and Kingpin are the same person. You get a visit from Kevin Feige. It's like getting a visit from Kingpin. He rips the car door off and he's like, You embarrass me strike in front one. of Vanessa. So no, good. no, no. He opens the car door and he says, Strike one. And just like, Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, isn't that what Owen Wilson? He got like a random call and it was like, <laughs> Strike one. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> Kevin it's Feige like is Kevin terrifying. Feige, like, <laughs> nah, he's like the one who's like got all eyes on different Marvel actors. I think that he's got eyes on Robert Downey Jr. still. That that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> he's still got like Robert Downey Jr. is like he's not you know, dead. I can you, I can I can get something out of Robert. I can do it. I I've got enough money. Kevin, don't do it. Kevin, don't don't spend any more money what, on. No, it's a bad idea, Kevin. You know the scene where um Clint is talking to the LARPA in the finale, and he sees like the sniper sight on the glass. Yes, that's what happens whenever Marvel cast are <laughs> like talking about spoilers, and they actually spoil something, and Kevin's there just with a sniper, like it will be your last. <laughs> Just absolutely <laughs> destroys them. Um, Honestly, I, I once heard a pitch for Daredevil three, not Daredevil three. Sorry, Deadpool three. <laughs> we don't even oh, make yeah, Dead, Deadpool Daredevil two. two, but like Deadpool three, right? This is the pitch. It's brilliant. Is that Daredevil oh. would like the Fox universe would crumble, and Daredevil would escape into our universe, and in order to get to Marvel, he has to go on a road trip with Hugh Jackman, and at the end, oh. he fights Kevin Feige like a Kill Bill style <laughs> fight with samurai swords. How good would that be? 
How amazing would that be? They need to do that. I'm like, on a road trip. Oh, on a road trip, like, I don't know why I thought about this, like, Looney Tunes style, you know, like, when they go to different stuff, like, different universe. Like, uh, I don't know what world ending. Have you seen 2012? I don't think so. Okay, so the world is ending in that. And uh, basically, oh, I'm going to spoil the whole film, sorry. Uh, <laughs> humanity saved. Okay. Boom, there you go. In the, with these Boom. arcs. So, yeah, arcs. I, I know it's like Noah and the, the, the arc. Get, get, get it? Uh, anyway, so the Deadpool, that will be, wow. uh, I don't know. Imagine he had like the moped, like just trying to get away from the crumbling box. Just like seeing Quicksilver like, hey, there's Quicksilver. Oh, no, he's Ralph Burnett. Why? Let, let's get out this. Let's go, out, guys. We we don't want to be here. Uh, there's there's so much. There's, there's there's a great chance uh, that the Deadpool three could be you know like a proper like satire of all the shortcomings of Marvel, and it could kind of like yeah, that could be great. And the formula. But... Oh, if you mix fun and the formula, yes, the best MG film. Yes. Yeah, yeah, like the, yeah. I I do. We do need that. But yeah, back to Hawkeye. Um, Hawkeye. I feel like I really really liked Kate Bishop. She was so oh, good. Like Haley Steinfeld, yes. we all know she's incredible as an actress, mm. just in general. Spider-Gwen. I think she was Spider Gwen. Yeah. She's in True Grit. She's in Arcane. I haven't seen Arcane, but it's supposed to be amazing. Oh, she's in Arcane. Oh, that yeah. new Netflix thing, right? Yeah, it's supposed to be absolutely incredible. Oh, yeah. I, I really want to watch it. Um, but yeah, she's really compelling as a hero. You know, she idolizes Hawkeye and she wants to be like him. But at the same time, most of the time in the action scenes, she's not like a competent. She gets her ass handed to her so often and, and she needs like Hawkeye's help. And I feel like that's better than her just kind of being, because she's only a kid. Like she's, she must, she, she might be probably like half Hawkeye's age. So like having her, yeah. you know, not really like be that competent is really cool. It feels like what they were going for with MCU Spider-Man, but since though Kate yeah. Bishop isn't such a big character, they didn't miss those kind of character essentials. Yeah, I felt like that she was like the heart of the show. Like she really wanted to do something, you know, yeah. trying to prove herself like with Hawkeye and especially that Hawkeye's like whatever heroes. We don't, we, we have, you know, really uh, explored about, you know, Hawkeye as a hero in the past films. Like, well, I mean, like in, in, in Endgame, we kind of did like, the relationship between Natasha and yeah. the whole guy. But a lot of people don't see him as a, as a hero, like in the past films. I mean, like in the Bow of New York, like no one could have seen him like trying to do the mm. arrow. With Kate Bishop, you know, seeing him like that, that was like one like a once in a lifetime that uh, once in a lifetime chance to see Hawkeye, you know, like defending New York with a bunch of arrows. Like he was like the only human, well I mean with Natasha, but like the only human could like do that and in the face of death and yeah, that and that's like one of the inspirations that was um really cool you know like as a as a figure so yeah 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 he even says scenario. himself he, he's he, he even says himself he's like you know i'm not like a hero i'm just like a shield agent who kind of got rolled up in all this and that is exactly what he is and seeing him you know kind of step into that kind of heroic role was really cool what i loved um you know, I love seeing heroes inspire people. And again, that opening scene with Kate, seeing him and being inspired is beautiful. There's a deleted scene in Black Widow. You know, when at the end, when she's, she's got her Infinity War hair and she goes to get the uh, the Quinjet. Oh, there yeah, yeah, this, yeah. There's supposed to be a scene before that where she like, she's walking like through her old neighborhood, like where she used to live when she was undercover in America at the beginning. Oh. And she sees a load of kids playing, playing like Avengers. And like this, this young girl like sees her 
and recognizes her. And I think she oh. kind of like waves, they kind of wave at each other. And it's such a sweet, like, why the hell do they cut it? It was such a sweet moment. And what makes Hero so good? You know, whether you're telling a story about heroes who have lost their way, heroes who don't want to be heroes, or heroes who are through and through, you know, the best of us, seeing them, their interactions with people is, you know, the best. Like, whether it be children inspired by Batman in The Dark Knight Rises, or even, like, people scared of Batman in the other films, you know, or people are idolizing Superman or being scared, that kind of thing. Seeing kids look up at a hero like how the audience looks up to heroes, it's, yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's um, a whole discussion to talk about, like, as heroes, like, who they aspire, inspire um, and to aspire as well. So, oh, there's one bit that I really liked. Kate Bishop and Hawkeye are, you know, having a great time in the apartment trying to, you know, sort yeah. out with the decorations and, like, doing the trick. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And then there was that one was, moment. Like, the best scenes of the show were those small moments of character bonding, oh. you know, just putting up tree decorations, chatting about archery. It, it, it really goes to show how much, you know, Kate uh, looks up to him as an archer, not just as a hero. And I just think that that's, yeah. you know, seeing them act regularly. And it comes back at the end when when Kate gets to come with them in their family Christmas. It was, yeah, it was really nice. Ah, uh, wholesome. Um, yeah. And, oh, and, the, oh, there was a really uh, powerful moment when, when, uh, Kate Bishop asked him, like, what was the best shot that you ever took? And then he says, the one that I didn't take. That, yes. Yeah. That does a lot to think about, with, you know, with the discussion about with Natasha. And, you know, you can really see their relationship as, you know, strong and powerful. And I really like that, you, you know, within that whole conversation. Uh, but in the past films, we only saw their relationship as, you know, a bit comical, you know, like saying, uh, oh, you know what happened in Budapest? Budapest, yeah, you go. Sorry, yeah, but yeah, Budapest is now a lot less impactful after what they did in Black Widow because they're kind of joking about it. In and 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 and, and, and (laughs) they liken the killing of a child to an alien invasion. Like what? Those aren't the same things. But um, what? Like Clint and Kate. Yeah, Yeah. like Clint and Kate bonding over smaller things than just superheroing. It's a great way to endorse the relationship, and then their strain in episodes four and five when clint says this is too dangerous and you've got to get out you know this is beyond you you know having all of all of this the appeal of of her being a hero all coming Mm. crashing down the reality of being that kind of hero is what makes heroes so compelling and you get that in such a good way with again what these mcu shows have done is they've given it's not just simple as something you have to do there is more of a moral questioning of it you know Clint's brought in this this young girl who she's actually 22 years old you know she she really she doesn't have the training experience or even kind of like sometimes she doesn't have the willingness to do what what needs to be done yeah the one thing that I really like Kate Bishop that she was like the persevering character throughout the show that she really wanted to do something <laughs> there's one moment that I really liked uh was when Hawkeye really wanted to get that Ronin suit back but the only way he had to get it back was doing this whole the soundtrack and the slow motion, like <laughs> just trying to get to Val, was so cool. Like it was ridiculous. Things. I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. I really did. Uh, and yeah, the, the, and the exploring the, the Ronin, exploring the Ronin stuff was like having Clint feel remorse for his time as Ronin, you know, and you know, and questioning his role as as an Avenger, you know, which he was kind of forced into. I think it's a smart way to develop him in an unexpected way, which makes him stand out against you know amongst other MCU heroes. 
we have here a character who you know is never kind of is he's just kind of there like his his motivations and are all about his family but they kind of add an extra layer to that in this and i think that was really really cool to see yeah and with the explore explore uh, explosion of like trying to get the wonian suit back uh was like he had to you know make new friends as well like uh befriending lucky the dog which oh the dog yes oh the dog Dog and grills grills our grills had a wonderful voice like grill who's who's grills grills which one's that the guy who tried to get uh, the suit back Oh right, yes, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Grills, no, yeah, yeah that that a... whole, yeah, I didn't know his yeah. name. That 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 whole group of people were was was so wholesome, so nice, and I liked how they helped out at the end. You know, they yeah. they helped get people to safety uh, and yeah. did a little bit of action themselves. That was really yeah. fun. Um, yeah, I, I, like, but... you know, in, introducing Clint's family in Age of Ultron, it's a it's an amazing move for the character. It, it kind of recontextualized what we thought of him and introduce it and like you know Clint's relationship with them here. It's the best. Like the scene where he speaks to his son over the phone without his hearing aid, that was amazing. Like, you know, he has to speak to this to this kid and, you know, like tell him that everything's going to be okay and that, you know, he'll be home for Christmas and he can't even hear him. He's just going off what Kate's, you know, writing on the board. It was amazing. Yeah. Can we go back to uh, Maya? Because I felt yeah, like that. My, Maya was like, yeah. So uh, as we said about, you know, the deaf representation, Spawn, like that was really good, and I really liked how Kingpin was using sign language to Maya. That was the one villain that I would not expect to use sign language at all towards Maya because I thought I I, I don't know it, 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 I I don't know it's just a bit maybe it's beneath him as a as oh. a villain. But what I love is that yeah. Kingpin has a he has a respect, you know, for he has like a code and a respect for the people. You know yes. who he loves. Um, not who he loves. People. He has. A, he has a respect and, and a code for the people who he works with. Yeah. Uh, and and therefore, you know, trust is so important to him. You see that in the oh. TV show with with Wesley. Uh, his relationship with Wesley and his trust that he has with his right hand man is you know really important mm-hmm. to him. And with Maya, I I felt like that she was like one of the strongest. Well, not literally the strongest characters, but like of how what she went through and. That whole conversation was really powerful and personal about like how she's gonna go through these two worlds. Um, talking about like her, you know, as a dragon, like how she's gonna fight through. And oh, and oh, one thing that yeah. I really liked as well was another detail uh, was that uh, she said to Hawkeye about why you're using hearing aids because then that's letting him down with this vision because with, with vision with you there's a lot more visual learning within you know with, with deaf, deaf, deaf people with like sign language or using like martial arts or trying to do that because that's more uh, visual learning so uh, that's another detail that i really yeah, I like as well. i like that little she's like how did you get deaf and it just had that little montage of just all these explosions that Clint has been. it's like he's just a regular dude like seriously like i love the suits in the mcu most of the time you know mm. i have my qualms with them but uh, like like in terms of practicality why the hell did tony not make an iron man suit for everyone like i swear to god mm. like Clint's just like his eardrums are bleeding and like everyone caps like Avengers assemble and Clint's like ah like in the corner with his ears just like on <laughs> ah, fire. My ears. What? Ah. I can't like what, what what do you say? 
Like it's yeah, no, but I think it's a really good uh, and, and another cool step for the character. It's it's another kind of comic book things. Um, I do wish that we explored his feeling of like he, his feeling like he doesn't in in the scene where Natasha sacrifices himself. Clint doesn't feel like you know he is worthy of living because of the stuff that he did as Ronin, and I don't feel like he truly got over that in Endgame. I would have liked to see him kind of grapple with the fact that he doesn't feel like he has a right to be with his family you know or to be alive at all and that he should have been the one who sacrificed himself and not Natasha I would really like that to be explored but I don't think we really got that as much as I would have liked yeah I, I'm glad that they explored everything in this show because I felt like with Endgame was everything at once you know I mean yeah. like Hawkeye with the relationship with Natasha Thanos and uh, Tony and, and Captain America's relationship and uh, and uh, Hulk, Thor, Fat Thor, and uh, Weird Hulk. Like that was <laughs> that was a weird, weird. And um, and a lot of like missed opportunities in that thing. But it was more resolved in Hawkeye, which I'm glad because I felt like Endgame was more centered around Hawkeye, but it wasn't. You know what I mean? Like yeah, was Endga- Endga- Endgame was was juggling so many characters that it was easy to feel lost. Yeah. And that's yeah. why I would think that even though they do the same thing, obviously we talked about this last week, but that's why I would argue that even though they did very similar things, I think that No Way Home is better because it's more focused on Peter Parker than having to juggle Tony Stark, Steve Rogers, Thor, Bruce Banner, all these different characters. Yeah, and with Hawkeye, this was more well, well developed, which I'm glad because in the past shows, well, apart from Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which was more uh, focused on the two characters that uh, wasn't fully explored in the past MCU films, but like like moments like the boat fixing the boat scene or you know having the Christmas tree, those are the moments yeah. that you don't usually see. That... Yeah, well, films films don't give you the time for that, but this is no. why these shows are doing so well for me. Maybe they're not all as experimental or world shattering universe shattering like wandavision or loki but i don't care the the film could be the biggest you know like most instrumental thing it could be dealing with the multiverse and it could be introducing all the characters but what i value the most are small moments where characters sit down and talk about their ideology they talk about what what's important to them and we got so much of that in this show and i loved it yeah so many great moments Oh, I wonder uh, what else to. I think the weakest. I think the weakest part of the show is with Kate's family. Really, like I buy. Oh yeah, I buy like the relatability of her relationship with her mum, but I mean, Chuck, he's just like such a mustache twirling sleazebag, (laughs) and then he's not even the villain. villain? No, he was. He was this weird red herring. Like, what's the point? And like, yeah, I just didn't really empathize with that. The best part of it for me was Kate's decision to take her mum into the police you know like that was a really good moment for like I could understand the you know the the moral dilemma of taking your mum to the police more than I could any of the other things she goes through and and I felt like what you said about Jack was like yeah he, he was just there just not not nothing really important like he was just mustache Charlie like uh uh-uh, uh you think I'm the villain no I am Jack and I've got I a sword the- like what we It was literally setting up to be the villain, but that was cut way too early when the police 
arrested him, but he, yeah. he wasn't in it, position. It, the, the problem isn't the fake-out villain. Like, that's fine. The problem is the fact that you're deciding to develop this character instead of giving us time with the actual villains. And even, like, Kate's mum and, and Maya, they're not even really villains. They're, just, they're, they're kind of people in the wrong situations, but they don't give enough time to develop those. And I think, in general, Jack should have been just, like, a a side character like he, he could he yeah. should have been a side character really yeah but it was like setting up to him to be like this but no if he was the side character yeah nothing really important because it was it was nearly hinting to yeah to be um kate's mom to be like this villain but it wasn't really you know what i mean like really not hinting yeah. at all that's the only thing i can think of that was the downgrade of the show yeah um i also yeah. felt like episode episode two was a bit of a filler episode but i feel like most of the episodes did some really cool stuff and that was the only one where it was like yeah it was good but it wasn't anything like a huge revelation yeah that's the, there's some great moments that i realized uh, yeah. especially the car chase scene we're using the arrows and yeah. kate thinking that Hawkeye is like using this like communicating well like oh, we, we are communicating oh my god <laughs> yeah, like, no. no I can't hear eh? what'd you say I, I'm yeah like when they're what? when they're sitting when they're sitting on the on the on the subway and they say the same things it was yeah really cute um yeah, yeah I think that's all I have to say yeah that's all I have to say about Hawkeye that's brilliant um what are you giving out of 10 an eight or nine I'm going eight yeah yeah, great show. I might watch it once a year for Christmas. I don't know. Just yeah, I mean, if 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 it would be either this or Iron Man three, if I was to watch any MCU film oh. for Christmas, oh, MCU I'm genuinely oh, I'm genuinely really excited to see where Kate Bishop goes. You know, as a character, Hawkeye. I don't yeah. know. I mean, like I could leave Clint Barton's story here, and I thought, yeah, I thought it was really strong. I didn't think it was as good as Loki or as Falcon Winter Soldier, but I definitely thought it was better than One Division. And it was, oh my god, it was leaps and bounds ahead of What If. You are you kidding me? Oh, um, What If. But yeah, final weird thing. I didn't like how they said that Clint's wife is a was oh, a yeah, shield she, agent. I don't like. Apparently, that. she's uh, she's agent nineteen. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, I, I don't know if that's linking back to um. Well, isn't Sharon Carter was Agent Thirteen? Yes. I don't, yeah. I don't, so, I don't know. I, I, is her name Barbara? Barbara. Uh, no, her name's no. Linda. No, what's her name? Well, the actress is called Linda. Laura. Laura. Right, because in the comics. Uh, Hawkeye is, I don't know if it's Barbara or not, but someone who is a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent called Barbara. I don't know if I'm, okay. I'm reading that one. Like in Secret Wars, if you think about, um, I don't know. If, if, you know Secret Wars? No, Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion, sorry. Right, Not yeah. Secret War. Because I'm, there's another comic from Marvel that happened. That was, that was a huge bit. But Secret Invasion, there was one bit where Hawkeye... He's trying to find, I don't know, it was called Bobby? No, Bob? I don't know. Oh, Bobby. Yeah, no, no, no. Mockingbird. She's She was in um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah I mean, because, yeah. yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I, I just, personally, I would have preferred it if they had her just be a regular civilian. I don't, I don't really care that she's that she's a civilian, that she's a, a shield agent. But yeah, I just kind of preferred it better before. There you go. Yeah. Well, I guess that's it. Right. Um, that's it. Yeah. Um, go, go away. Bye. <laughs>
<laughs> Thank bye, you everyone for bye, listening. Guys. If you if you enjoyed us talking about Hawkeye, give it a like. You know, we've done so much Marvel stuff recently that you can check out if you want to see more. We've done all the Spider-Man films. We've, we've got videos on WandaVision, Falcon Winter Soldier, Loki, Shang-Chi, Black Widow, Eternals, No Way Home. We got loads of stuff. Venom. We got other superhero stuff. We've got loads of stuff you Venom. can listen to if you are interested. You can subscribe if you want to see more. Next week we're doing Matrix Resurrections, baby. Oh yeah. Yeah, baby. Yeah, I'm so excited for that because I've been like listening to clubs. I don't, it's the it's the song that was played during the Wait, Matrix. The one in the trailer. No, no. When Trinity and Neo uh shoots all the guards in that one scene in, in the first film. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that is that the song? Ah, song? it's called Club to Death. There we right, go. Right, cool. Yeah, I'm I'm like hell yeah. This is what. I'm waiting for to, like, to see oh. some really cool stuff. Oh, and... You know what? I've been avoiding that second trailer for so Same. long. I Same. saw it in the cinema yesterday. No! I know. It's so it's not even that bad, but it did spoil some things for me, and I'm annoyed about that. So definitely, oh. if, you, if you can avoid it, everyone, if, if you've seen the, the first trailer, which might I say, the first Matrix trailer from Matrix Resurrections, cinema. Such a good trailer. The second one, oh. there's there, there are plot points that I wish I didn't know. But I guess here oh, we are. are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Oh, Tom, yeah, I feel so, so sorry for you. Ah, oh it's God. okay. It's okay. Uh, because me, I just want to go blind. I just want to go blind into it now. I know nothing. I am the nothing now. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So we're we're very excited to talk about the Matrix Resurrection. Oh yeah. Next week. So yes. Uh, thank you. And for I I didn't wait. I didn't say this last week. So I gotta say it before I remember. If you want to get in touch with us or say, you know, tell us your thoughts on Hawkeye or anything, email us at gmail.com. We will answer uh, on air. On air? Is that, we'll, we'll answer on the podcast. Um, or we'll send you a written response if we get so many. We probably won't, so it'll be fine. Or you can follow us on Twitter or Instagram. Instagram, you can see all of our thumbnails. And on Twitter, you get loads of opinions from me. So, you know, you do that if you want. And yeah, I think that's everything. And thank you for listening. Yes. Merry holidays. Make sure that you vaccinate. Make sure you're wearing masks. And because come on, it's getting a bit dangerous right now with with the Omicron. Um, don't get mixed up with Omicron. man. <laughs> John, you make that joke every week. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm going to say this say ends today. Everyone... We can't let this go on any further. This ends now. But Omicron, man. Omicron. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I got my now. third jab. I got my third jab. I, I'm feeling. Ah, I feel yes. power. Um. Yeah, and also. This is our last video of 2021. Yes. So thank you everyone so much. This year we have done some crazy things. You know, the Snyder Woo! Cut, the No Way Home stuff. We've done something, you know, some insane stuff. And so, you know, to everybody that's been, been listening, even if this is your mm. first time listening in, thank you. Just thanks for the support, man. Like, it's really cool just to be able to, just be able to talk once a week about, about film. It's been great. Doing like all the films. I, it's crazy we have done these films this year. Dawn of the Dead, uh, 300. Uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League, Wonder Woman oh, in yes. 1984, Tenet, and we haven't we haven't missed one single week of uploads. I'm very proud of that fact. Dawa, yeah. continue, yeah, oh, continuous. And work. yeah, and so. next year I promise you we've got some great things coming. We're gonna do Uncharted. We're gonna do all the Uncharted games. <laughs> We're gonna do Batman. We got the Thor films, Doctor Strange, Fantastic Beasts. We got loads of stuff coming. So stay tuned if you want to see Crazy more. Films. And I Crazy think. Films. Crazy films, man. And I think that's all. Let's uh, roll it out. Right, okay. Take what you're given. Give nothing back. Goodbye. Goodbye and have a happy new year. Happy holidays, everyone.